Hi, and welcome to the Jenny White Show. You there, there, Jenny? Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, We have a problem right here. Maceo, you want to start? Sure, sure. Well, welcome to another Friday, Jenny White Show. Uh, your host today, Maceo Coma, and we have Jenny White with us. I don't know what type of uh, technical difficulties uh, uh, we're dealing with. Okay. But, uh, okay, I got it. I got it. Is it okay? Okay. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Okay. So we're getting ready to start the... Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now... Let's start the show. Okay, and we're going to start the now. We're going to talk about uh, why do we need life insurance. And life insurance can make a huge difference for you and your family, not just financially, but emotionally too. Purchasing a policy sooner rather than later will give you more options and flexibility as well as the financial security you'll need in the future. Life insurance is an agreement between you and your insurance company. You make regular payments called premiums. An insurance company pays your beneficiaries a tax-free lump sum of money when you die. With some policies, you get additional benefits to use during your lifetime, like assessing the policy's cash value, which can be used for a down payment on a home. However, assessing the cash value will reduce the policy's available cash surrender value and death benefit. So I don't think you want to do that. You can accelerate death benefits and use them for health care needs. Get peace of mind for what matters most by discovering the different ways life insurance can help provide protection for you and your loved ones. So we have someone who's going to talk about this life insurance, and that's the co-host slash guest tonight, and that's Mr. Coleman. Hello, Mr. Well, Coleman. I know I, I know you already, you know, <laughs> got, you know, started your name, so, but it's okay. 
You can say it again. No, that's fine. Uh, well, thank you, Jenny White, uh, Macy O'Coleman, and uh, we'll be talking about some of the uh, benefits of uh, life insurance, and uh, Jenny just mentioned uh, a few of them. Uh, some of the good things is um, I think we all know, uh, and maybe not, people that have passed away and had and didn't have insurance or didn't have adequate coverage to cover their burial. Um, I'm sure there have been stories out there uh, regarding people that have been uh, left in the morgue for extended periods of time or left at the funeral home for extended mm-hmm. periods of time because the family didn't have money. Um, as of the past few years, uh, since GoFundMe has been out there, uh, there have been um, GoFundMe raised, uh, uh, set up to raise money to uh, bury people. Uh, so I think uh, talking about life insurance and talking about life insurance and African-American people specifically, I think that um, our grandparents and great-grandparents really knew the value of having a policy in place in the event that someone passed away. Um, they were able to cover the expenses of the funeral and possibly have money left over to help the people that were still living. Um, I think that as generations have gone by and the older people have passed away, uh, there is a void in education or maybe priority where, you know, there's certain people that don't feel that it's a priority to have life insurance. Some people are just selfish like that. You know, I'm dead, I'm dead. You know, and so what happens to me is going to be your problem. (laughs) And pretty much that's how they live and that's what they think. And so they never put anything in place. And, you know, they spend all their money on doing things that they want to do. Um, but I think that really it's uh, life insurance is not for the deceased, it's for the living. It's for the family that's left behind. Uh, a lot of families have been able to help the next generation out by leaving an inheritance of uh, tax-free cash when they passed away. And so... Um, I think that that's very important if we are talking about building wealth in our community and helping to establish that with our next generation. But, you know, also with that being said, I think that it's important for us to not only have that in place, but to educate the people that we are going to be bequesting our money to upon our demise. I think that it's important to talk to our children and, you know, let them know what our intentions are and and to educate them on why we're doing what we're doing in terms of um, having them be a beneficiary, which is a beneficiary is a person that's going to um, 
receive the funds once you pass away. There's beneficiaries and um, there are contingent beneficiaries. Um, there's a primary and contingents, and so the contingents uh, would receive the funds in the event that the primary beneficiary is unable to. So uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, if, say, the person that has the insurance, uh, the husband, and the wife is the uh, primary beneficiary, beneficiary. Uh, yeah, together, and um, uh, they both pass away at the same time, say a car accident, then the contingent beneficiaries would receive the insurance payout. Uh, so the contingent, the contingent beneficiary is the person alternatively named to receive benefits in a will or trust or an insurance policy um, because the primary person is unable to receive the funds. Um, but I think that, you know, um, it's important for us to have that conversation and educate you know, um, our beneficiaries. Um, there have been times I've <laughs> written policies and um, the primary insured, the person taking out the insurance has decided to leave their um, policies to uh, churches um, or uh, charities, and uh, not necessarily to their children. And some people can understand that. I mean, some people have children, you know, that they know if they were to receive a windfall of money would just blow it or, you know, be selfish with it and not um, benefit anyone but themselves. So some people uh, set up endowments to have their insurance proceeds upon their death go to various places. Um, but I think that, uh, uh, and then there, there are different policies. There's whole life and there's term policies. And the difference is, is term policies are good for a certain number of years. And then after that period of years, if you're still living, then you have to take out more insurance at the age that you are at that particular time, which means that you possibly will have acquired some illnesses during that period of time. Um, and even if you hadn't, you're going to be that much older. So with your, what they call, attained age, you will be rated uh, for that age, which means your insurance is going to be higher. So okay. Let's, can I, oh, no, I, I wanted to ask a question. You said if they have a term, how long generally is the term? 10, 15 20 years? 
their terms uh, that can, you know, go as low as 10 years, and I've seen policies uh, that can go as high as uh, 30, 35 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, you know, you get a policy at 20, and you get a 35-year policy, uh, and you're still living at 55 years old, and, you know, you're going to have to get some more insurance. And one of the things about that is um, the premise behind term is because it's less expensive than whole life, which is the other insurance that I'll go into as well. So when you buy term, they say buy term and invest in different. So if you got a whole life policy and a term policy for, say, $250,000, the whole life policy – Say the uh, term policy costs you a uh, hundred dollars, and say the um, whole life policy costs you two hundred dollars. So you you know there's a difference of a hundred dollars there. So with the term policy, they say buy term and invest the difference. So what they're saying is actually take that hundred dollars that you're saving and invest it into a vehicle that's going to give you a return on your investment. So uh, when you get to the end of your term, uh, you will have accumulated enough money where you're no, you no longer need the insurance, and you can um, not only uh, pay for your uh, burial out of the cash, but you'll be able to leave that money to your family as well, to your beneficiaries. Now, and, you know, depending on who you are and how your finances are, you know, you can buy a term and spend the difference on, on bills, you know, as opposed to, you know, buying a mutual fund or putting it in the stock market. Um, you know, you can take that extra money and, you know, put it on a car note or on, on Visa or MasterCard, which is not giving you a return on your investment. And ultimately, when you get to the end of your term, you know, the finances that you will have accumulated, uh, if you're a good steward of your money and you, you know, got a good return from your investments, then you, you know, you'll probably be in good shape. But in the event that you haven't, then, you know, you'll probably find yourself back at square one uh, needing more insurance. Um, at an older age. Uh, now, with whole life insurance, um, whole life insurance, the difference is it accumulates cash value, which means that a portion of your premium that you pay every month for your insurance, a portion of that goes into a savings component uh, that the insurance company is going to guarantee you to pay um, two to three percent at the most on, uh, on you know on that cash value. So uh, there'll be a portion that'll go towards your uh, principal for your insurance, and then there'll be the the portion that'll come out for your cash value. Now, after a certain period of time, you'll be able to borrow on that cash value. Uh, and so, but that will decrease your death benefit. So if you got a hundred thousand dollar policy and you you know borrow five thousand from it, 
uh, and pass away before you pay it back because you have to pay back your loans uh, from the cash value, and mostly it's at an 8%. So you're paying back your own money at, you know, a higher interest rate than they're paying you, you know, for your cash value. Uh, but that's, you know, um, how the insurance company makes money. So mm-hmm. so with that uh, accumulation, and then when you really look at it, you look at how much, you know, you're paying every month uh, and then how much you're actually accumulating. So in a lot of instances, you'll find that the money in your cash value is really money that you paid in your premiums over the years. And so with the interest, you know, after maybe a 10-year period of paying your premiums on time, you'll find that maybe in your cash value you've got $1,000 or $2,000 more than you've paid in your premiums every month. So actually, you know, it's, you know, just pretty much the money that you've been paying plus, you know, um, 1% or 2%, not much, um, so your money hasn't been gaining interest, enough interest to make a difference. Whereas with the insurance company, uh, they take that money and, you know, they get a 10% uh, return on it or, you know, or maybe better. And so with the money that you've spent, um, say you put $12,000 in it, you've got 13000 in cash value, that same money the insurance company has taken, and they've invested and received a you know 10% interest uh, return on it or more, and you know they've been able to compound their um, investment uh, where they've been able to double their money, and so uh, that's kind of what people view as the trick in the game and you know that's probably not you know for lack of a better word but that's where the insurance company makes their money um you know just like the bank you know gets your money and they pay you one percent interest or less you know to have your money in in the savings account and uh where actually they're taking your money and lending it and receiving a larger interest uh return on it and they're compounding which means when your money is compounding um, it means that it's doubling, you know, every year um, to the point where uh, you can find yourself uh, to be quite wealthy after a certain period of time if your money uh, compounds uh, at a good rate, if you get a good return on your investment. And what people really want to do is, pretty much um, what they call the the rule of 72. And the rule of 72 is a quick, useful formula that's popular to estimate the number of years required to double the money that you've invested at an annual rate of return. So um, if you put in $1,000 this year um, and your money compounds, you know, say, the next year you've got 2,000, that 2,000 turns to 4, that 4 turns to 8, 8 turns to 16, 16 turns to 32, 32 turns to 64, 
that's the type of uh, compounded interest that you want on your your money, as opposed to uh, you put two thousand in, uh, you got two thousand one hundred and twenty dollars. Now next year you got two thousand two hundred and fifty. You know uh, when it's compounding, it's doubling, and that's where you can find yourself becoming wealthy by understanding uh, that formula. And it's the years that it takes to double your money, uh, the rule of 72. So um, so if we have any callers or listeners that are interested in um, sharing some experiences or asking any questions in regards to uh, life insurance and how um, they've seen it work for them. Maybe they've been beneficiaries from a loved one who's passed away and left them something. Or maybe, on the other hand, they've been uh, <laughs> they've been uh, privy to someone passing away and, and, and not having any money and them having to uh, borrow to make arrangements or bury someone, you know, which cause a hardship. Uh, feel free to push the one. Share your okay, story. I have a listener that wants to either make a statement or ask a question. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good, after, good afternoon. I'm doing great. Doing great. That's good. Hey, That's I was good. listening to what good you afternoon. were saying about the uh, invest the insurance. Uh, yeah. Now, like say for instance, I got a hundred thousand uh, dollars worth of insurance. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess I'll say uh, uh, term, okay? Because it seems like the older okay. you get, the less money you get back, right? Because, like, my mom had it at work, and uh, I think it start, when she started off, it was something like uh, 600000 or something, you know, uh, okay. when she said she wanted to put in, you know, over her, her working life, Right. But because she lived to be 90, right, after a certain age period, which I'm not too sure what it is, it started decreasing on her what she had put in. So because okay. she retired 30 years, uh, that only left her 10 grand. And I know she put more than that in. Oh, know, wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I'm wondering, is there some yeah. point where you can say, hey, I want to stop it here, you know, and if you, if possible, pull that money out and put it somewhere else instead of let it go down. Because the only way you really get a lot of money from insurance is if you die young. Well, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, um, the thing that your mother had was a depreciating term policy. So that means that you know, as the years went by, the insurance face value went down. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know if a premium went down with it or if the premium remained level, uh, but it was depreciating. And sometimes people will have those depreciating policies for their homes. Now, you take out a 30-year mm-hmm. uh, mortgage, and so, you know, the husband and wife will take out a policy, a 30-year depreciating policy. So as the principal goes down on your home, as you make your mortgage payments, uh, so will this insurance policy. And to the point where, you know, once the house is paid off, you know, the insurance 
is is done as well. Uh, so in the event that you know one of the the uh, uh, people, one of the, the married couple passes away during a period of paying for this house, the uh, insurance money will pay the house off. Um, so there is, you know, a decreasing term policy that's available, and it has its usages, you know, and that's one of them. Um, but, you know, there, uh, like with a whole life policy, if you live to be 100 years old, then it'll pay you the face value uh, automatically. I guess they say, hey, you live to be 100 years old, we'll get you, you know, we're going to give you this $250,000. Uh, there's an accelerated death benefit also, which is a feature of some insurance policies, even the term policies, which says that if you have been diagnosed with a terminal illness with six months or less to live, then you can receive up to 70% of your face value of this policy up front while you're living. So you got a $100,000 policy, you've been diagnosed with cancer, stage four, you, mm-hmm. got, you know, the doctors say you're going to die in six months or less then, you know, you can borrow $70,000 from that policy. And so when you pass away uh, without paying that money back, then your beneficiaries will receive the remaining $30,000. Uh, oh, okay. But, yes, yeah, so, you know, so dying young with an insurance policy doesn't matter. You can, depending on what type of you have and if it's, uh, a level term policy, and you die within that term, then you get that money. If it's a two hundred, if it's a five hundred thousand dollar term policy for thirty years, you die year twenty, then your beneficiaries get five hundred thousand. You know, same thing with whole life. Whole life is, you know, you got this policy for the whole of your life. You know, uh, the premium doesn't increase, and neither does the face value. Um, you know, another benefit of the policy could be um, increasing benefits, uh, which means, you know, every year you have an opportunity for that policy to, to go up 10% of whatever the face value is, $100,000 policy, then it can go up $10,000, not a premium, will go up a little bit as well, or you can decline it, um, but you have the option to uh, take that benefit uh, as well. So there are different uh, benefits and features that certain policies have. You could have an accidental death policy, which could be double indemnity. So if you were to die by accident, then, you know, your $250,000 policy would double to $500,000. How, um, how, how, how did that book. happen? Oh, wow. That's, that's an accidental death policy called, you know, and it could be double indemnity, which means if you die by accident, you'll get double what your policy face value is. So if you got 250000 go ahead. So what if you committed suicide? Um, well, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't accidental death. That's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so no, it ain't going to increase. Now, the well, thing with, with that is, now, with every insurance policy, there is a two-year contestability period, mm-hmm. which means that during that 
first two years of that policy, if you were to pass away from an illness that you didn't disclose that you knew you had and the insurance company could prove that you had it when you took the policy out but you didn't tell them, all they would do was pay your premiums back. So you got a $500,000 policy. You had cancer when you took it out, but you told them you didn't. You know, when they asked you the medical questions, you got cancer? Nope. Okay. So you had the policy for a year, year and a half. You die from cancer. They find out in your medical records that you had it a year before you took the policy out. Then all they're going to do is pay your beneficiaries the $560 that you paid for for the policy as opposed to 500000 Now, the same scenario um, you die from cancer. You didn't have it, do you know? During that two years, you, you got it. Took you out real fast. Five hundred thousand dollar policy. You know they look, you know, and they find, you know, there's no record of you having cancer before you took this policy out. We got to pay, so they'll pay. Um, so, but that two year contestability period gives them and out in the event that you die within two years of taking out that policy from something that you um, uh, had that you didn't Tell disclose. Tell them you had, yeah. Okay, let me ask you this yeah. question. Say, for instance, uh, a young person, say, 20 years old, right? Now, would it benefit you to uh, get a whole life policy for like, I guess, uh, a half a million dollars or whatever, you know, and uh, will it stay, as long as you pay your premiums until you die, uh, will your premiums be going up with your age or would it still remain the same? Um, most policies, uh, the premiums are level. Most policies, okay. so, you know, you buy it at 20, you pay it for 30 years, you know, you're paying the same amount of money at 20 as, as you're paying, you know, at 50. Uh, same okay. thing with whole life. You know, you got this policy and, you, you know, you got it till you're 9,500 years old, you know, the premium doesn't go mm-hmm. up. There's a table of content in each life insurance policy that shows mm-hmm. you how much you're going to pay every year to 100 years old. Now, okay. some policies, in the event that it does increase, then it will, you know, show you at what age the policy premium is going to increase and um, so that you can see this. I mean, you know, that you mm-hmm. say, okay, at age 65, the $100 I'm paying is going to turn to $250. You know, mm-hmm. and at age seventy, that two fifty is going to turn to five hundred. You know, so mm-hmm. if that's the okay. type of insurance policy that you have, it'll be spelled out in that table of contents, okay. which will show, you know, your premium, and it'll also show your cash value accumulation. It'll show, oh. you know, okay, you paid three years before, you know, you even started accumulating cash value. So first couple three years will be zero zero zero, and then after that, you know, you'll see where some money will start accumulating, um, 
and then you'll see, you know, so you'll have an idea. Year 10, okay, based on what I'm mm-hmm. paying, paying $500 a month, I'll have 15000 that I could borrow um, if I choose to. So, you know, it's all written out in the policy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just have to read the fine print. And a lot of times, you know, you don't even understand. But, you know, you have to uh, be able to ask the right questions. So would you advise people to get some kind of a consultant before they decide to, uh, you know, get into the, the, the policies and stuff? Um, well, your life insurance agent should be able to explain that to you. You know, your life insurance agent should be transparent enough to uh, tell you, um, you know, the differences between the policies, what they may recommend, and then at that point you can make a determination as, as to what is best for your lifestyle, what's best for your budget, and what you mm-hmm. can afford. Because the best type of insurance is the insurance you can afford. You know, it doesn't right. make sense to get something – now, this is what I really need. I really need this $500 a month policy, but I can only afford this $200 policy a month. You know, so you get this $500 a month policy, but you can only pay for it for two years. Now, you know, money gets tight. Now, first thing to go is your life insurance. So that doesn't do you any good. You know, you get this policy that's more affordable in your budget. The face value may be a little less, but you can always increase your insurance mm-hmm. and as well as you can always decrease it. Uh, right. And then, you know, there, there are times where, um, you know, that can be done uh, without showing evidence of insurability. So say, I'll give you an example. Um, you've got a policy, say, you know, you can convert policy. You can convert a term policy into a whole life policy. So that means that you've had this term policy for 30 years. Okay. Um, Now the term is over. Um, Now they could write you another term. You you might be 55, 60 years old. Now the only term that they may have for you at that point may be a 10-year, 15-year term. So, okay, I'm 60, so I can only get a policy until I'm 70, 75. Okay, I, I would like to live longer than that, but... And, you know, but that's all you have to mm-hmm. offer. Or you can convert it to a whole life policy, okay? I'm 60 years old now. My term has run out on this term policy. I can convert it to a whole life policy. I still got the same $250,000 cash value, but now I'm 60. Mm-hmm. I got high blood pressure now. I might even have the high diabetes, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so... My insurance is going to be higher because I'm converting from a term which was more which was less expensive to a whole life which is going to be more expensive anyway. But now I'm you know I'm 30 years older, and so but I can get this term policy until I'm 99. I can get this whole life policy until I'm you know 90, 95 years old. At least I can have it until I pass away, so my loved mm-hmm. ones can bury me and have a few dollars left over. It's going to cost me a little more, but, you know, you calculate, you know, uh, $3,000 a year insurance payment times 
you know, how many years you plan on living, uh, say three say you paying three hundred dollars a month. Okay, that's thirty six hundred for the year. Ten years, that's thirty six thousand. All right, ten years, say you got two hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollar policy. Uh, you pass away within that ten years, you've invested thirty six thousand into it, you know. Um that's worth a you know, two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollar return for your loved ones, you know. So um you have to look and see, you know, if the the dollars make sense for you and you know, you have to see what your goals are. You know, what your what your goals are. Some people don't don't care to leave anything behind. Some people say, I'm gonna spend all I'm gonna spend your inheritance. You know, I'm gonna spend all <laughs> your money right now while I'm living. <laughs> Get you, get yours like I got mine. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Okay, well, wait a minute, TC. Um, If this person, anybody, they can pay insurance money until they get to 100 years old? There's not a Uh, stopping point? With a whole life policy, a hundred years, a hundred years is the stopping point. Oh wow! The insurance so, company after a hundred years old is going to pay you pay you whatever face amount you have. Okay. So, oh, so you got a two hundred fifty thousand. Okay. What'd you say? I said so that will pay whatever the face amount of the insurance that you have at that time at ninety nine. At a hundred years old, you still live. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna pay you. Okay. They're gonna pay you. So I mean, for the most part, you're 100 years old. You ain't trying to buy a new car, new house. You know, go buy some Gucci. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> for the most part, that's going to wherever you want to leave. You know, whether it's your church or whether it's your grandkids. You know, wherever that money's going, it's going to your estate, unless you've got a will. You know, put together. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, so. sometimes you can uh, already pay for your uh, funeral, and so you still get your policy money, right? Yeah, you can uh, you can do a prepaid funeral. Yeah. Yeah, which you know you you, you make the arrangements in advance uh, for your plot. And they can't and, go uh, up, can they? At all, right? No, once that price is locked in, it's locked in with the prepaid. So that means that all the kids get all the money. Well, I mean, with a prepaid funeral, it ain't a whole lot of money. I mean, it's like putting right. a funeral on layaway. It's not insurance. The prepaid is, okay, your funeral is going to cost $7,500. You're making payments for a $7,500 funeral. So it ain't like you know there's gonna be any money left over. Your funeral, every your funeral arrangements will be paid. Yeah, but what I'm saying yeah. is that has nothing to do with your insurance. No, insurance is a, a, a right. Life if you got fifty, totally if you got fifty thousand dollars, and you've already paid for your uh, funeral, then the rest of it goes to your beneficiary. Well, $50,000 goes to your beneficiary. Right. 
Right. Yeah, but but you know, if you got a fifty thousand dollar policy and it's gotta pay for a five thousand dollar funeral, then the insurance company, you know, will take a five thousand dollar assignment out of that. Insurance companies the policy information and they'll pretty much um send the insurance company a bill for your funeral and they'll pay it. And then the balance of that money will go to your beneficiary. Yeah. But a prepaid okay. funeral is just that. You keep you prepaying Since for you that, let me ask the question because what my mom did, she had paid for like her burial, like you talked, the grave site and the burial and all, all right. that. Okay. Yep. But she did this back in the sixties, right? Wow. Okay. And she got older. I've heard, you know, I, I. I've heard her talk about it, but I got look like I'm run. I got to get to a charger. I'm about, my thing just made that noise. But anyway, oh, okay. uh, she said she bought, she bought it through Swanson, right? And when we okay. went to check Swanson, they had no record of it because that was wow. before they put everything on a computer. Wow. So you know so, we had whatever so you had to pay for it. Yes, you had to pay. pay for funerals. Yes. Because I didn't, you, you know, serious? wherever she put that paper, that paperwork, you know, from back, uh, I could, you know, I couldn't find it. Wow. Oh, wow. So that so was, you, you know, got, make sure people, you know, make so sure that you, was pretty you know, much just get a copy of the something. But they should have had some kind of. Okay, uh, hold on, ma. Hold on, earbuds came out. I can't hear nobody. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, if she paid that, trying to get that off her children, then they should have a record of it. Well, they said they're going to go back and go through their paperwork. But, you know, she's been gone three years, and they still, mm-hmm. you know, haven't came up with anything. Oh, they're but not going to come I, up I with anything. I never myself <laughs> personally ever saw, saw no, the, like uh, you know, the, the thing like. where she she paid it off on. So I don't know where she, you know, she uh, puts the paperwork. Yeah, well, you know, you probably should have asked her before she passed. Well, I mean... You you can ask, I like mean, say, when your mom gets sick, you know, all of a sudden gets dementia, you know, it's not I'm like you, they're going to tell you where. No, before yeah, what, what I'm saying, she she always kept saying that she has her things paid for, right? And I oh, said, okay, wow. where's the paperwork's going to be at? Well, I'll get it for you. And she never did. And then she started getting dementia, and that, you know, and then, you know, that dementia eventually took her away, but, you know, it took five years for that to kind of happen, you know, and I'm tearing up the house trying to figure out what a paper piece of paper looked like, you know, from 1960 that they signed mm-hmm. in, you know. Wow. Well, you know, I think that it's important that everybody does estate planning, you know. Uh, for the most part, that's not something that people want to talk about. And a lot of people don't talk about it. So, you know, their loved ones pass away and 
you know, they don't know where their, you know, information is for the life insurance. They don't, you know, they just know that they've been paying it, but they don't know where to find it. They don't know where the information for the house is. So, I mean, it's just a big mess. Um, And so, you know, a lot of people, or they wait, you know, and, and then, the parents have memory issues or whatever, you know, and uh, it's just a mess, you know, if people don't make those type of arrangements in advance. And, I mean, nobody wants to talk about death, but everybody knows they're going to die, you know. So and if, you, if you're going to pass away, who's going to handle your arrangements or handle them the way that you want them to be handled? You know, do you want to be cremated? Do you want to, you know, do you want this type of, memorial service, I mean, what do, what do you want, you know? And it's best to make those, have those conversations where people can have that input, you know? Um, that's like uh, I know one of my neighbors, her husband passed away, and so she said he always said that he didn't want to be buried. He didn't want to be buried. You know, don't put all that money, don't put all that money in the ground for me, you know, but she when he passed away, she was going to bury him, you know. She was going to bury him anyway because that's what she wanted to do, you know. But she had people that talked to her, family members, and said, you know, that's not what he wanted, you know. He, he expressed to you while he was living that he wanted, he didn't want, he didn't want to be buried in the ground. And so, you know, she, uh, you know, realized at that point that, you know, give this man his wishes. And so, you know, she had him cremated. <laughs> but, um, you know, those things need to be expressed while people are living and in their right mind. You That's know, true. Other than, other than that, people are going to do what they want to do to you. You know, okay, well, I can get a cremation for $850. They only left $2,000 in the bank. So, you know, uh, we'll have $1,150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll buy some chick. We'll we'll, have, we'll buy some chicken, have a memorial, and buy some buy some energy and say goodbye. <laughs> you know, um, Uncle Rollo was a good man. Okay, pass the energy. You know, but uh, you know, I just think that people don't um, see the urgency in having those things in place. And I think that, you know, because I work in hospice and I see people die on a daily basis, um, it gives me a different realization of how fragile our time on earth is, you know, our mortality. Yeah. I mean, there have been, there have been months where um, I've seen over 30 patients pass away. You know, there was, you know, at one period of time, there were like two months in a row, 30 people died one month, 40 died the next month. You know, it was wow. unbelievable. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, wow. And then, you know, and if you have people that you have uh, become uh, partial to or people that you like, you know, it makes it a little difficult. You know, they become part of your family or, you know, just a friendly soul that you've met along the way. 
and you you know you've met this person at the end stage of their life. You know they've got a terminal illness, and you know they are destined to pass away uh, sooner than later. In most instances, sometimes people you know will get better and not die. You know, and um, but then there are. Way and you know you just happen to meet them during this chapter of their their life at the end of their life and so uh, it gives you a well at least it should give you a different appreciation and, and gratefulness for the grace that we have and you know waking up every day and um, even if you just got some aches and pains you know the fact that uh, it could be worse and 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 just be thankful so. Um, going back to the life insurance piece, I think that it's important um, to at least educate people to what's available and to have something in place. I mean, to have something because, especially with COVID, you know, there have been deaths from people that we wouldn't have expected, you know, to pass away. Um, but COVID took them out. Uh, and COVID's not going anywhere. You know, it's just, we're just going to have to learn how to live with it. But I think that, uh, you know, life insurance is important. So, uh, Jenny, you want to you wanna take a commercial? Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> if you think you need a break, I think you've uh, said a whole lot. I'm trying to, some of it I, I don't understand. But uh, I know people that have already written out their uh, obituary and, you know, done their whole service, you know. And uh, I I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a good thing, too. So it gave me something to think about. Mm -hmm, Go ahead. Well, I mean, you control what you can control while you can control it, you know. So at that point, they're in their right minds, and they know how they want the service to go. Well, not only that, but the parents uh, just don't always know everything that the parents have done. So if you're writing your old bit, I mean – and your kids reading it, I, I didn't know mama or daddy did this, you know. So I, that's a good thing to me, putting things yeah, down. People, yeah, people write their own bios, you know. I mean, you can do that for a job. You write your own biography, you know, write your own story, you know. So I think that's um, Definitely good. I had a cousin who owned a funeral home. He had his wake while he was living. You know, he had a party. Invited, you know, invited a bunch of people. And this was pretty much like, hey, you know, come hang out, celebrate with me while I'm living. You know, just in case you don't see me when I'm dead. So when he's dead, you don't have to have all of that, right? Because <laughs> you've already uh, done I mean. He had it while he was living. I mean, you know, I don't know. I found out he had passed away. He, I mean, he passed away 
a few years after that. Um, not sure how many years after that, but I didn't know he had passed away until, you know, months after he had been dead and buried. And I just happened to talk to his brother, and he mentioned that, you know, he was dead, you know. And I was like, okay, I wish you had called me and told me, you know. I would have liked to have participated, you know, at least. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I didn't find out till he was months later. And so, you know, I just reflected back on the time that, um, you know, we had gotten together for his uh his living weight. But he was you Not, know, he was in the funeral business, so that's what how he wanted to do it. He wanted to go out like that. Yeah, I guess that's okay. I don't think I would wanna go to my own funeral. <laughs> well, I mean I mean I mean it, I can have call a party. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Call it what you want. Yeah. A birthday party. I don't know, whatever. But uh, I think uh, that's a lot of information. And the part that some of it that I don't understand is that you can get some money from some of the money that you've paid for your policy, right? From a whole life policy. Right. Say... You have ten thousand in, and it's fifty thousand. That's just a uh, numbers. So if I have a fifty thousand dollar, and I want ten out, I can get it, right? Well, they'll can let I get... you know how much you can. you can't take it all out, you know. But they'll let you know how much you can take out. You might. If you got ten in there, you might be able to take eight out. You know, uh, you know. They'll let you know how much you can take out. Okay. And if you don't pay it back, then you know, right? If you that, pass away, it comes off right. They'll pay it forty thousand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I. But you know, or you know, with a like I said, with a term policy. If you've been diagnosed with a terminal illness with six months or less to live, you can get um, up to 70% of your face amount in advance. Mm, that's a lot of money, even though you haven't put that much in? Well, I mean, it's the face amount. You've been paying on $250,000 policy, so, you okay. know, you ain't going to be around long enough to do much with it. <laughs> I mean, you about to die. You're going to be dead within a year. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. I mean, hey, take uh-huh. take this money and do, what, do whatever you're going to do with it, but you're going to be dead within a year. And in the event that you live, then, you know, God bless you. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know if people take the money out and really expect to be able to put it back in. I don't know. Well, if you take it out, I don't think you're trying to put it back in. I mean, unless right, you're taking a right. loan out. I mean, if you're taking a loan out, then, you know, your intentions may be to pay it back. You know, like I say, at a, at an 8% interest. So, so then, well, let me ask you for that. If you got some of the money out and you're trying to pay it back, 
that's a different amount that you're paying for your policy, right? So yeah, that means you yeah, have Okay. Okay. So that's two you're, different you're things prim- now. Right. You have your premium payment and then you have your loan payment. Right, right, okay. Okay. I got you. That's a lot and if you of don't pay the loan. Mm-hmm. Don't Go pay ahead. the loan back, then they'll pay, you know, the face amount minus the money you're taking out for uh, to your beneficiaries. Okay. Well, but, we uh, have a I think it's it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got another listener. Hello, Miss Listen Listener. How you doing? And how are you? How's I'm everybody achieving? You know, it's interesting. Uh, my grandmother, who they were deaf mutes, and they had policies, I guess, from the 1930s and 40s, where I guess they had, my grand, they had 10 children. They were paying a nickel a month or something like that. And mm. it was for the insurances. And then you heard about, it's crazy to me, but uh, she lived to be about 85 or so. And when they went to collect on the policy, they said, well, she outlived her policy. What is that? Mm. Well, it was the, I mean, I'm not sure, but it seems to be the way that it was written, written. And then in some instances, you know, there were people that were praying on, you know, you know, write you up Mm -hmm. something, you pay for it for your whole life. And then you go to collect and then, you know, they tell you, well, hey, you know, um, it ain't in effect or whatever. So, uh, there have been people taken advantage of, and that sounds like mm-hmm. that's what that was. Um, but you brought up a good point, and, you know, I just want to make a point with that while I'm thinking about it, is you can add children on as a child rider, and you can pay for one child, and you can put as many other children on the policy uh, for free. So I'll say, I'll give you an example, a $10,000 child rider, will cost you about $6.60 a month. So you put, you know, you've got, you can put 10 dependents on there. You know, you've got five kids and five grandkids. Wow. all, Put all of them on there for that same $6.60. Now, um, when you're, you know, and you can keep that until they get to the age of 25 and then, uh, they'll fall off the child rider, but they can convert that policy. And uh, for most policies, it should be able to convert it to five times the amount of the child rider. So they could convert that policy as a 25-year-old young adult uh, from $10,000 if they want to do 50000 maximum because that's five times the what they had the ten thousand dollars that's five times that and they can do it without showing evidence of insurability so you know if the kid was sick you know they could still get this insurance without having to go through any um medical questions or you know any physicals or anything like that so um so that's one of the advantages of having a child rider um on a policy and being able to convert it at some point. And it can be converted before the age of 25, but that's the latest. So, so let me ask you this. If, if you have 
uh, a child on and they've turned 25. So are you saying that they no longer have a policy? I'm saying that when they, after the next birthday, they won't unless they convert it. They won't be on that child rider expires. You can't have a child rider and be 50 years old. I'm still somebody's child. No, it don't work that way. <laughs> I'm still somebody's yeah. child. My mama's still living. You know, no, don't work that way. <laughs> oh, you convert it or either it expires. Mm. That's oh. interesting. Yeah. Now, I don't know how those Gerber policies work, but I know those Gerber policies do accumulate cash value uh, because, uh, you know, we got our daughter, well, both of our daughters actually, policies when they were kids. And um, we just recently um, cashed out uh, those policies and, and gave the money to, to the our kids. Yeah, because you know I told them, well, you know they the only way they're gonna benefit from this is why they living. You know, it don't make no sense in you know it don't make no sense in uh, keeping this policy because the only thing is we'll benefit if they die, and we ain't trying to do that. So. You know, give them the cash. Give them this cash. You know, as a you know, as a hey, you know, I love you. God bless you. You know, and, and do something with this money. Do you know? Don't spend it all in this one place. <laughs> because because if we don't do that, then only way this policy is going to be good is if your kid passed away, and you know, that ain't you know, right. for that. Right. So we were able to bless them with you know lump sum of cash that accumulated from just having that policy and paying five to ten dollars a month, you know, for twenty years. Mhm. I would like to uh, ask the question again. Sure. Okay, my well uh, my father, uh I remember when he died in eighty seven, well he still had a policy uh with the with his job and we were able okay. to bury him and things like that. But we had to sue for wrongful death because he was supposed to have a bypass and they didn't give it to him. And mm. so we had to sit about four years for us to settle. And okay. so um, my mother, um, she didn't have a policy or anything. So what we did was under the state, she had Medicaid, she had those, you know, uh, uh, under the state, you could get what they call an irrevocable funeral agreement. In other words, you can take so much of, you know, after they settle the problem, settle the uh, the, uh, the the, the uh, account, um, my mother, we took a certain amount of the money. We could take a certain amount, and they we could stay, uh, it, uh, um, they wouldn't count it against her, and it became like an irrevocable agreement, which we made, and all that that money was held in like an escrow account. You would have it at the bank, you know, and all that. Well, over time period, the banks, um, you know, the, the – uh, District manager at the welfare office can sign for it, and it's supposed to be irrevocable. And you had it in the, um, I think it happened in 91, because my mother, you know, recently died in November. 
And so I was, you know, I said, let's do this so that we know mama is okay. You know, no matter what happens, she's ready, you know. You know, she can live as long as she wants, but we got it covered. Okay. What happened was, yeah, it turned around, it's sad, too, that uh, when uh, first it was Bank of the Commonwealth and Bank of this and then over here, you know, with those banks opening and closing and all of this. Right. A chase, a manufacturer, and then, anyway, it, that problem, that money still building up interest and stuff. Okay. Then, right. Passed. Uh, uh, you know, we had to go to the Thompson Funeral Home or whatever, you know. They showed us something. I said, wait a minute. What happened to the, <laughs> what happened to the money, you know? Oh, and it's okay. not supposed to be you could take it and use it. And right. um, anyway, something happened with it over the time period that all the money wasn't there. It was about, you know, much less than what we put in there. I said, mm. no, wait a minute. At that time, you're trying to take care of everything, you know, all of this. Right. But anyway. Um, yeah, you're trying to plan a funeral. Yeah, plan a funeral. I said, what is this? And we could see the, they had, the bank had sent this statement and that. I said, wait a minute. It was way more money than that, you know. Anyway, I don't know how, but somebody got into it, okay, it, you know. But my sister, who was her um, guardian, she showed where uh, she also, during that time when they made the irrevocable agreement, she, she had bought her plot out at, you know, 30 Mile in 91, where we finally got the settlement from the court, you know, the court made a settlement with us. Uh, my father's right. wrong okay. for that. And that plot okay. was paid for. I said, what okay. happened to the rest, you know? But anyway, um, we were able to, you know, work through and uh, bury her with what they had there, you know, because she had, my mother had even picked out her casket, everything she wanted, okay. you know. Something happened with <laughs> the money, okay? But we were mm. able to still, you know, bury her. And my, my, um, my sister, who was the guardian over, she paid so much. And then my sister, who was the attorney, she paid so much. Well, I had to. Okay. Make arrangements to say, hey, I'll pay you. Y'all taking care of everything now, but I'll pay my half of okay. something, we know, because I was under a lot of strain. But I right, said, what happened right. with that money, you know? We, we, she, my sister showed a, a thing where, where in 1991 she had bought the plot and mm. everything, but the money was gone. And we still don't know what really happened with that kind of money. It's totally irrevocable. We, have you ever heard of anything like that? I have not. Under the um, state, yeah. Yeah, I have not, uh, so I'm not aware of uh, exactly what that is. Uh, but, you know, it is important to do an audit of your policy periodically from time to time just to avoid situations such as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think a lot of times, you know, we will – um, just like any other bill, we'll make the payments, we'll make the payments, you know, we'll make the payments, and then, you know, we expect, you know, those funds to be there when we go to use them. Um, but we, had, you know, we ain't looked at this policy in 20 years. Right. You know, so when mm-hmm. we go to use it, you know, now we're surprised because things not like they're supposed to be. Yeah. So I think that it is important to do a periodic audit, you know, whether it's two years, three years, just to make sure that everything is the way that it's supposed to be. If you need to increase the insurance policy, decrease it, add a waiver premium, which means 
In the event that you're unemployed for six months or more, the premium will pay for itself. The policy will pay for itself until you get, you know, you're able to get back on your feet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, I think that it's important to have an agent that knows these things and is able to educate you on them, you know, and that calls and checks on you from time to time, you know, not like, okay, I wrote this policy, I got my commission, and, you know, hey, it was good knowing you type of thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's good when you can have a relationship and the person can say, hey, you know, um, you know, um, this is something that I think you need to be aware of or, you know, maybe um, that person is has licenses and can, you know, recommend uh, some investments for you uh, as well, you know, maybe some products, some other products that the company offers. Um, so I think it's good to have that type of relationship. And in the event that anyone wants a free quote on some life insurance, you know, uh, Feel free to give me a call, uh, Macy O'Coleman, and I'll give you my number. It's 313-293-0979. I think, you know, a lot of people have kids out there that they know don't have insurance or they've got kids that have kids, you know, and they know that the grandkids aren't insured. And, you know, it's like, hey, I need to get a, I need to get a policy on these grandkids, you know, even if it's, you know, a small policy you know, your your grandkids are covered. Um, so uh, insurance can be made affordable. Uh, it's just a matter mm-hmm. of knowing what your budget is and, and, and telling your agent what you need and, and then working it out. Um, but like I said, you know, if you're interested in, um, you know, a free quote or some more information regarding mm-hmm. uh, life insurance, you know, feel free to call me, Macy O'Coleman, 313 293 0979. I'd definitely be more than happy to assist. Well, believe me, after that, shocker, I'll be calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's know, something to get there. You think you got something that ain't got nothing, you know. Yeah, I don't have a cool. thing. That's a, that's a shocker. And, you know, and it's unfortunate because, you know, you're at your most vulnerable. And then that's you find true. out, okay, I need to come up with. Five thousand dollars. I ain't got. You know how's that gonna happen? Yeah, I was wondering about because like even for my kids who are adults, is it possible to get get policies on them? So to bury yeah. policies. That's all I'm interested in. You know. Um, you can. I mean, you know, the burial policies would probably be beneficial. You know, um, uh, you can do prepaid funerals. I don't know if that's exactly what you're talking about, but. You have to be, you know, kind of uh, wary of some of these commercials and, you know, we can get you a million dollars worth of life insurance for a dollar down, you know, a dollar a month, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? You know, you don't have to do any medical questions? You know, I'm on dialysis, you know, and, and I got one eye, you know. <laughs> no, we can get you a million dollars. <laughs> I got one eye and, then, you know, one leg, you know. We can get you a million dollars for a dollar, you know. I'll take it, you know, mm-hmm. and come to find out it's not everything you thought it was going to be. So uh, I think, you know, it's good to have something on your kids, especially if you know your kids ain't got nothing. And then group Tell policies. Yeah, group policies are really what you have at, at your job, group term policies. And I had so, that, yeah, but they uh, 
they fell off when they were about 25, 26. This last one was my last one. When he turned that held it, I said, well, he's 30. He should have been off this policy, you know, one of those deals under the state. I said, well, I don't well, want him off. Well, he's going off, you know. Well, the group term policy uh, are only good as long as you're employed, you know, with that employer. You know, once you you leave, retire, or quit, or get fired, you know, you no longer have that insurance. And so so a lot of people don't understand that. They say, hey, you know, I got insurance. I got $250,000, you know, and I'm only paying, you know, $10 a month for it. Yeah, because it's spreading that risk over all the other employees, you know. But, Mm -hmm. you know, once you're no longer working with that company, then you no longer have that insurance. Well, I've been working with them 20 years. Okay, now you're 20 years older and you ain't got that job, you you know, and you ain't got that insurance. Now, instead of being 30, you're 50, so now you need to get another policy. So that ten dollars you was paying now is gonna be, you know, two hundred dollars. Yeah. So, you know, people need to understand that uh group term life insurance, you know, serves its purpose if you, you die while you working at that job. You know, because other than that you need a policy that can travel with you. A policy that's yeah. yours no matter where you're at and what you're doing. That's what <clears> I'm saying. But yes but yeah, if you uh and, you know, um, I can personally write a policy up to 70 years old. So 69 and a half, I can write you a policy, you know. But if you're 70 and over, I, I can't do nothing for you. But there are companies <laughs> that – there are companies well, out there that – Well, that's not can. good. <laughs> well, I mean, there are companies out there that still can write policies over 70 the one that I'm currently writing with, you know, just does, you know. So you just can't, you can't even help your mother. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're over seventy and ain't got life insurance, you know, that's a whole other issue, you know. Put, put some money aside, unless, yeah. Unless you got, unless you got some stacks in the bank, oh. you know. Mm-hmm. So. So, you know, like I said, you know, if you, you want a quote for your kids, you know, I do I do baby daddy insurance, too. So, you know, you, you want some insurance on your baby daddy, you know, give me a call. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> baby daddy. Right. Baby daddy, baby mama. Good thing too, and then go ahead and shoot him. <laughs> right. No, don't say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know it. I know what you mean. Right. Just kidding. Right, right. But, uh, Thanks yeah. so much. Thanks very much. Oh, yes. Thanks for calling. So I think that'll, you know, that'll, you know, unless we got somebody else that, you know, wants to um, no, put their two cents in you, or ask a question. I think that you've done an excellent job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, you would like to have some experience with that. Yeah. 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 yeah there, you know. I mean, you know, I've been around for a while. I've had a debit account, you know, where – I would actually knock on the door, you know, and go to the house to collect the premium. So I didn't collect the premium for many, you know, grandmamas, you know, and, and you know, summertime, <laughs> summertime, you know, they got all the grandkids on the porch drinking and smoking weed. And I'm like, hey, grandma, insurance man, you know, hey, how y'all doing? Pour me a drink. <laughs> yeah. 
Pour me a drink, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I need to see I got things, one more but... quick question. I got one yeah, more quick question. Uh, you know, as the person get older and they're in that Social Security range where, you know, okay. uh, uh, they, ha- they may have a policy or may not have a policy, but like my mom, she has so much money in the bank, but because they had to put on Social Security, they took like almost more than half of that, you know. Hmm. Uh, what was there any kind of way to protect it against was that? Was she in a nursing home? Was she in a nursing home? Yes, well, we had to put her in a nursing home because the nursing homes nowadays are like nine thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the only thing. Go ahead. Yeah. So what happened with that is. Um, when you uh, have to go into a nursing home, uh, Medicaid pays for your room and board. Medicare will pay for a nursing home if you're in there for re- re- rehab. You know, you got to go into a nursing home for rehabilitation for a week, two weeks, and Medicare will pay for that. After that, you go back home. But if you are going into a long-term care facility and a skilled nursing facility, then Medicaid will pay for your room and board. Now, in order to be eligible for Medicaid, you can't make over $1,200 a month. And so if you've got money in the bank, what they do is they spend all that money. So, you know, if it's $6,000, $7,000, $8,000 a month, to be in the nursing home, you have to private pay that money down until you don't have any assets. And then at that point, <laughs> you're poor and eligible for Medicaid. Now they'll pay for you to stay in this nursing home. But you've liquidated all your assets for the most part as well as your uh, children's inheritance you know, if that's what it comes down to. So that's uh, what happened with your mother, you know, had to spend all that money. So, And they have a five-year look-back period. So they'll look back uh, to up to five years to see where that $250,000 went that was in the bank. Okay, because, you know, because my son came and took it out and put it in his bank account. Okay, no, so uh, that ain't going to go. So you still gonna have to pay, you know. So the best thing to do would be prior to getting old would be to, you know, get that money, um, you know, in someone else in another account or a trust or something where it's not, uh, or even in a business name, you know, something where it's not traceable directly to you. And, I mean, because there are rich uh, individuals that, um, you know, and I know, for example, some, you know, Arabic uh, families who are very wealthy, who have loved ones that are staying with them that are on Medicaid, you know. But (laughs) families, you know, families got millions, you know, but. But, you know, mama's on Medicaid, you know. So, you know, with that, 
it's uh, that situation that happened with your mother. So that's why they ended up, you know, taking that money because she had to uh, private pay that money down to be eligible for Medicaid. Right. And you know what else they did that was surprising to me? Like my mom had an account for each one of her grandkids, you know, and they t- they said, no, no, it's still hers. And they took all that as well. So I was, you know, I was shocked oh, that they, you know. wow. They could do that. Mm. Wow. You know, yeah. but because I got sick first. So, yeah, well, I was, you know, I was in a rehab place. So when she got, when they had to put her in, see, there was nobody to kind of take care, you know, take care of all that stuff because I'm, I'm in there myself, you know. Okay. And so I was just surprised how they whittled down a large sum of money down to about, I think they saved $22,000. They gave me two weeks to spend. Mm. Wow. Out of, out of almost $100,000, you know. So I was like, dang. But it had to be something. You could buy a new car. I don't want no car. You know, <laughs> you could do, but everything had to be in her name out of that, that 22000 yeah, well, that's that's unfortunate, and that's something that a lot of people don't know, you know, uh, until you get to that point. And then at that point, you know, they take your money and they spend your money and you, you know, go into a nursing home and, and now you're poor. And it's really unfortunate if you have a spouse, you know, that is dependent on that income as well. Uh, it's, you know, very unfortunate because now they still have to live, but, you know, they, but you can't afford to take care of them. So now, you know, all the money that you had, you know, planned on, all your retirement funds that you had planned on living off of are now being spent so, that the, you know, so that your loved one can live in this nursing home. So well, you know, that's the state of, you know, circumstances that a lot of people find themselves in as they uh, get older and get sick. Well, all I can say is I learned some stuff. Uh, I know I got to make some calls <laughs> first thing Monday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, Monday morning, I got to make some calls because that was very, very uh, knowledgeable for me. Yes, it was. Yes, it is. Yeah, I got stuff out that I didn't know. So, all right, Mr. Coleman, excellent. I love it. I love it. Great show. Excellent job. Great well, show. Well, thank you, yes. thank you, thank you, yes, thank you. Yes. I hope I answered all your questions. And, and you know, like I said, if anyone, you know, wants to uh, get a free quote or have any more, you know, questions, uh, feel free to give me a call at 313-293-0979. Uh, do what I can to help you. All right. Thank you so much. Now, is right, that well, your last comment? <laughs> That's it. Everybody have a good weekend and happy Super Bowl Sunday and uh, happy Valentine's Day Monday. And my 
birthday will be Wednesday, so anybody want to donate? <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what I have to say then is it's funny because we ask God to change our situations, not knowing that he put us in the situation to change us. So, you know. Think about that when you ask God to change your situation. Think about that. So this is the end, and I think it was a great show. Mr. Very Coleman. Good, very good. Yeah, very good. So um, I think that's that's pretty good. And have a good evening, and thank you, folks. This has been the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Good night and have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Good night. Bye, bye-bye.